And we are back in, rolling from the break, ladies and gentlemen, on what is the hottest form of Alabama football talk. It's In My Own Words with Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I am in studios. And before we dive into part two of the conversation, just some news and notes going around the Alabama football landscape. First and foremost, following the A-Day game, head coach Nick Saban spoke on how He's going to have a hip procedure done to one of his hips, not working according to how Nick Saban would like it to be. Coach Saban not trying to be around for just one season, but for for years to come. He's always talked about how he's always been a part of a team since he was young, and he never wants to have that feeling of not being part of a team. Nick Saban in good hands right now with Dr. James Andrews of Birmingham, so prayers out to coach he will have that six to eight week period of recovery of rehab but will look to be back on the field with the players and the coaching staff come august when fall camp rolls around could possibly make an early appearance in summer workouts and seven on seven things but that remains to be seen but first and foremost prayers up to coach saban and that hip procedure also lane hatcher of whom turned down a partial scholarship to go to Arkansas State University, came to Alabama in the 2018 season. He is expected to transfer back home to Arkansas State, according to an article via the RedWolfReport.com, part of the Rivals Network there. As a high schooler at Pulaski Academy out of Little Rock, Arkansas, Hatcher was a household name. The young man, 15,483 career passing yards. We're looking at 185 touchdown passes. He was 41-1 and in four years as a starter. Was the Gatorade Player of the Year in 2017 as a senior from the state of Arkansas. Also took Pulaski Academy to four straight Class 5A state championships. So, you know, Hatcher taking the experience he learned at Alabama and a Southeastern Conference title being a part of a championship for the SEC in 2018. Takes that back with him to Arkansas to work with, well, Arkansas State to work with the Red Wolves. Last but not least, via the uh, Alabama Communications Department, the Athletic Department, the Student Athlete Advisory Council had its annual Crimson Choice Awards on Tuesday. A couple of Crimson Tide football standouts earning awards, including one Tua Tungo Vailoa, the Heisman finalist and consensus All-American for 2018, took home the Male A-Club Athlete of the Year, and Anthony Jennings took home Comeback Athlete of the Year, the young man at outside linebacker who suffered a serious knee injury in the 2017 college football playoff in the semifinal against Clemson, did not play in the national championship game versus the Georgia Bulldogs, but bounced back this past year. And we're looking at 50 tackles, 13 of those stops for loss, five and a half sacks, carried a team high, 11 pass breakups, did also have one interception. And it is the hope of Alabama football fans that he stays healthy and with he, Jennings, along with Terrell Lewis, Chris Allen, Ayabi Anoma, and the rest of the crew, captained by Sal Sanceri as the position coach, you could be looking at the nastiest duo, the nastiest position group 
I should say, at outside linebacker. So that's just some news, notes, and information going around the Alabama football landscape. Now, topic two of the conversation. There are those players that, there are those few players that come around that Alabama fans really want to see do well at the capstone. Now, in general, fans want to see every Crimson Tide player do well. They treat these players as if they're their own children. But there's always that player in that particular recruiting class that has a story that warms your heart, that has a moment that touches your soul, and fans go, God, I love all of my babies, but I just want this kid to have a great season. I just want this kid to have a great career. I just want this kid to have success in Alabama because I see his story. I see the hard road he had to take, and and, and I just identify with that. You look at Josh Jacobs. You look at guys like Minka Fitzpatrick. There's just an assortment of others that just have that story that touches your soul, that reaches your spirit, and you just really, really want to see that particular that specific player ball out and really have success. And in terms of the upcoming season for Alabama, that player for, for Tide fans is none other than Jarez Parks, the redshirt freshman out of Felsmer, Florida, Sebastian High School at 6'4", 240 pounds, four-star prospect. What is special about Parks is he fits the bill of the old-school throwback you know, do it the right way type of player. And I say that because in modern day football, in modern day sports, and I'm always for the player. I've always been one for the players. And if you have a type of guy that you don't see yourself contributing for this team, you don't see that there's not going to be, if you see that there's not going to be enough room for you, if you see that all the major spots are taken, and there's not a way for you to make a huge contribution, and you feel like the only way your skill set is going to be used to big-time production is for you to go elsewhere, then I'm all for that. Go where you can fit in. Go where you can be productive. Go where you feel like you are going to be needed. But we are in a day and age of sports people to where players have so much power now. Players have the ability to choose their own narrative, to rewrite their own story, to pick where they want to go. In college, you have the transfer portal for college football and college basketball. If you feel like you are not the main guy, if you are feeling like your particular program, your particular school is not hearing you out, is not hearing your ideas, you can go to that transfer portal, put your name in, go somewhere else immediately, and in some instances, you may have a chance to play right away. They will accommodate you and help you play right away. When you look at the National Football League, it's all about contracts, the ability to dictate the market. Of course, we have all have seen Russell Wilson get the big deal from the Seattle Seahawks, making him the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. Don't touch that down, folks, but coming soon, you're going to hear some words from Aaron Rodgers. He's going to talk to his agent and be like, hey, you know, you saw that deal that Russ just got? I have a Super Bowl just like he does. I've been in the game longer. I have more MVPs than he does. I feel like I can dictate the market more. Hey, agent, get me a $200 million contract. 
despite the fact that Aaron Rodgers has a diva complex and Mike McCarthy gone from the franchise, Aaron Rodgers, because of you have an ability to dictate the market and get what you want and get the market value, he sees, hey, Russell Wilson got this deal from Seattle. I feel like I'm better than Russell Wilson. Agent, put your money where your mouth is. Get on the phone. Talk for these folks. Get me my money. That's the NFL. In terms of the NBA, the National Basketball Association, super teams are forming every single year. And you have a chance to go to a spot to where you can pick who you want to play with, who you want to play for in terms of building a NBA Finals winning team right now. Players have so much power in modern-day sports. And when I look at a guy like Jerez Parks, you can appreciate his story because he wanted Alabama from the jump. He wanted Alabama from the word go. And there were a number of different schools coming for him that wanted his services. But he was diehard, tried and true. He wanted to play for Nick Saban. And in that 2017 recruiting cycle, there was so much going on. Alabama was signing so many names on defense, including the likes of Chris Allen and Dylan Moses. And it got down to the nitty-gritty, the last few scholarships. Parks wanted Alabama. I'm pretty sure Alabama wanted Parks, but they could not offer him a scholarship. And the young man cried on national TV, cried. Because he wanted to play for Bama. His heart was in Tuscaloosa. And it was in that moment of just raw emotion that fans were like, that's a kid I want to see do well. That's a kid I want to see succeed. Ooh, if we can just get this kid, his his hunger, his desire. Just getting this kid to Alabama because I see the desire. Fans are like, you get that young man here. You get Parks here. We can see something you know, truly, truly special because this was just not any old fly-by-night recruit. This was not just any old prospect. This was an ESPN 300 kid, number 115 on the ESPN 300. And though a lot of ESPN cats don't pan out, we're still waiting on the light bulb to finally come on for Ben Davis. Probably Alabama Power has already shut that thing off. But, hey, we're still hoping the light bulb comes on for Ben Davis. But even though sometimes the ESPN 300 kids don't pan out, we have been prone to think if this is an ESPN 300 recruit, this is the best of the best. This is the creme de la creme. You cannot get better than one of these guys from the ESPN 300 recruiting network. And Jerez Parks, one of those guys, cried on national TV because he wanted to play for Bama. And, uh, you know, Nick Saban did come around, did offer him a gray shirt. And uh, for, you know, a lot of parents, a lot of, you know, players, friends, you know, guys, external factors that surround these athletes, they tell you, he offered you a gray shirt? You're a four-star kid. You're a bad man. You're an ESPN 300 guy, and Nick gonna come to you and try to finesse you with a gray shirt? He gonna finesse you with a gray shirt? Go somewhere else when you when you know you can ball. Go somewhere else when you know you're gonna get a free ride. Go somewhere else when you know you're gonna be treated with that respect and getting a full scholarship. Gray shirt? He gonna give you a gray shirt? 
that's just the ultimate disrespect. But Jerez Parks, understanding this is Bama, this is Nick Saban, this is where I always wanted to go, and he took the gray shirt, folks. He took the gray shirt. He has decided to come in to the University of Alabama, kept his word, stayed at home. And I I know it had to be difficult for him because you look at the 2017 season, the 2018 National Championship against Georgia for Alabama, and, you know, Parks is sitting at home, and he's watching Tua Tagovailoa, Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devonta Smith, Dylan Moses, also Isaiah Bugs, who came in that class as a JUCO, also Chris Allen there. He's seen all of these guys in the 2017 class make that impact, and he's sitting at home just going, God, this was my class. These are my teammates. These are my boys. I should be out here. I should be out here. I deserve to be out here. He's He's seeing all of this go on. And despite all of this, still chooses to take that gray shirt, still chooses to come to Alabama. He has enrolled He enrolled in the spring of 2018. And thus far in spring ball, folks, for throughout spring ball, the uh, 14 to 15 practices, the young man looks really, really good. He came in at 6'4", 256 pounds. He's dropped some weight. And he has chiseled up. He's now 6'5", 6'4", 240, pure muscle. Really looks good. Really has taken on the coaching from Sal Sanceri. And is a guy that, with Alabama and its decision to rest Terrell Lewis for the entire spring as he had his knee cleaned out, and with Alabama also transitioning Cameron Latou to tie it in from outside linebacker, it gave Parks a chance to really, really settle in, grow into being that strong edge Jack Rush linebacker. He looked really smooth. He looked really good. He looked really crisp all spring long. Quick feet, good hands, nasty edge bender. Really has taken on the teachings of Sal Sanceri. He has really grown on the, on this young man. And I, I'm just really excited to see what Jerez Parts can bring to the table, seeing his heart, seeing his desire, seeing how he wants to come here. He wants to play here. He took the gray shirt, did not allow the fact that Alabama was not able to offer him quickly in 2017 to, to uh, discourage him. He's in Alabama. Folks, here's a kid that I really want to see step up and do some big things. Well, folks, We're going to go to our final break here on In My Own Words. As always, you can download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app, your number one source for all things Crimson Tide news, notes, information. You can get that via the iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play store for the Android phone. Podcast options is always listed on the bottom of the screen there. If you want to be locked and loaded to the hottest show on the streets, and I know you do, hop to those podcast options right now. We're going to tidy up loose ends on the other side of the break by talking about one Tua Tungo Vangoa and how this upcoming season, if it is the final season of Tua at Alabama, I'm going to dive into why this may be the most mentally challenging season for 
the Hawaiian native and the returning junior. Don't touch that dial, folks. It's in my own words. We're coming back.